Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 28. And I had to like stop and say to myself, wow, I'm having a Twitter conversation with a rock star. Hi, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped, and now it's time to light it up. Welcome to Gift Biz Unwrapped, your source for industry-specific insights and advice to develop and grow your business. And now, here's your host, Sue Monheit. Hi there, I'm Sue, and welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Whether you own a brick-and-mortar shop, sell online, or are just getting started, you'll discover new insight to gain traction and to grow your business. And today, we'll be talking to Madeline Scalar of Twitter Smarter. I am so proud to have Madeline on today, and she is passionate about one thing, and that is helping clients generate a massive buzz on social media. She does this by developing and teaching strategies that work. Her motto is work smarter, not harder. Madeline honed in on Twitter several years ago when she discovered that so many people just don't understand how to use it. It's her mission to help people get comfortable and take advantage of this very powerful platform. Madeline is the host of the Twitter Smarter podcast and the weekly Twitter Smarter Twitter chat. Welcome to the show, Madeline. Thanks for having me, Sue. I'm really thrilled to be here. Is there anything you'd like to add to the intro before we get started? Oh, it's really good. You did a great job. The only thing I would add is that I've spent the last 19 years being an online marketer. So I have watched so much of all with the internet and then social media. And it's just been so interesting to watch all that. But I just love helping people with social media, but specifically Twitter. So you said it all. Thank you. Wonderful. And it sounds like from that, you have a really good perspective of how Twitter fits in with everything else, all the other platforms out there. I do. Yes. As our listeners know, we like to align the conversation around the life of a motivational candle. The light shines on you while you share your stories and experiences. So Madeline, shall we light it up? Let's do it. Let's light this. All right. So you're talking to someone on Twitter and all of a sudden you see a picture and it's a range of all these bright, colorful candles. What color candle would you gravitate to? Mine is the cream color because I love vanilla candles. Ooh, yummy. And what motivational quote would be on that candle? The motivational quote would be, and this is from Nito Cuban, and it is, if you believe you can and you believe it strongly enough, you'll be amazed at what you can do. And have you applied this to your life in any way? Oh, I do every day. I'm all about just believing and doing. I'm a big fan of law of attraction and just going for it. Awesome. And I've got to say, law of attraction is what brought this podcast together because I've shared this with you, Madeline, but I'm going to share it with our listeners as well. In the middle of this summer, I was doing a road trip to the Gift Basket Professionals rally where I was going to be speaking and also showing, but I had a six-hour trip each way. And obviously, I'm a podcast lover, and I was zeroing in on some podcasts that I wanted to listen to, and yours was on the list, Madeline. And I started listening to it, and I was so 
interested and found so much value out of all the episodes. This is not even a joke. I listened to every single podcast of Madeline's six hours out and six hours home. And I think I finally caught up by the time I came back. That's the law of attraction. I was attracted to you and your podcasts. And now, again, I'm thrilled that you're on the show with us. That is so awesome. So, Madeline, I have to tell you about a comment that one of my customers made about a month ago or so. And she said, you know, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, but that Twitter thing, it just goes too fast for me and I just don't get it. And so that's what led me to think it really would be valuable for our listeners. I think there's a lot of people out there who are pretty advanced on social media, but for some reason or another, Twitter has just escaped them. Can you kind of lay the groundwork for us of what is the unique value of Twitter versus other platforms? Well, what I found with Twitter is that I can make these amazing one-on-one connections with people that are really, really strong. Now, we can do that on Facebook. We can do that on LinkedIn. But, you know, Facebook is more with personal friends, family, things like that. You're not going to really meet somebody like, you know, business through there unless you meet them first at, say, an event or a conference. So we look at Twitter. Me and my colleagues typically refer to this as the cocktail party. You know, that's how you want to look at Twitter. It's the cocktail party. And you can go and meet a variety of people there. And I find that Twitter chats are one of the best ways to do this. And so when I look at the business connections I have today, almost all of them have come from just connecting with them on Twitter. So you've mentioned Twitter chats, and I think we're going to get into those in a little bit. But how does, you know, when someone just looks at their base account and you've got the flow of tweets going, how does a relationship possibly form off of those quick flowing tweets? Well, the thing that I always teach with Twitter is that you want to listen first. You know, so many times people get on platforms and they just go and push, 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 right? You get on there and you just share your content and that's not going to necessarily grab attention. It just clogs up the feed with everybody else's content they're pushing out. So what you want to do first is you want to just listen and see what's being said, what's going on and find conversations to go into and talk to people. You know, it's about making those connections that, you know, what you hear more and more H to H, human to human, rather than the business to business and business to the consumer. It's just making valuable connections and looking for the opportunities. Let me give you an example. Years ago, there was um, a conversation I jumped into. It was really cool. There's a rocker chick, Kathy Valentine. You may remember the band way back in the 80s. And she was the bass player. And I was reading an article about her. And it made me wonder, is she on Twitter? So I went and did a search and saw her. And she was conversing with people on there very freely. So I just paid attention and was looking at the conversation. And I saw an opportunity for me to jump into the conversation because one of her tweets was asking people about a Sean Penn movie that was out at the time. And she said, had anybody seen it? And I had seen it. So I thought, well, I'll jump into the conversation. She started conversing with me about an hour goes by and we were tweeting back and forth and I had to like stop and say to myself, wow, I'm having a Twitter conversation with a rock star. 
How cool is that? And that's not common. Like, I'm not going to say, hey, go out there and go look at every rock star's Twitter feed because it's actually pretty rare for somebody of influence to have a one-on-one chat with you. But the point of it is listening is so incredibly important. Listen to the conversation. See what is being said. And so here you're talking, like, if you're in the discovery mode, you're talking about identifying a person specifically in this manner. What about more of a general topic-based? Right. So you can go into the search bar and type in a topic. Let's say you want to learn more Twitter tips. You would just go in and type in Twitter tips and see what's being said. It'll show you tweets where those words are in the tweet. And that can help you go and see what are people talking about with that phrase. That makes sense. Let's go back a little bit. Let's talk as if somebody is brand new, has never looked at Twitter before. We've identified how you use it. You go in and you listen to conversations. If you have something that's valuable to add and you want to jump in, then that's the time to do it. After you've listened, kind of gotten a feel for how things are going. But what if someone's never made a tweet before ever and created a tweet? What's with all the ats and the hashtags and all of the retweet stuff? What's that all about? Can you give us just a little bit of a primer? Sure. And that's a really great question. And you know, that does cause people to get very confused in the beginning because they see all these different symbols or not sure what it means. When you see the at symbol, that is how you tag somebody. That is how you connect with somebody directly. So if you did a tweet, instead of saying something like, oh, I'm listening to the Gift Biz podcast with Madeline Sklar, If you just type in my name, I'm not going to necessarily know that you're talking about me. What you do is you put the at and my username or what we call Twitter handle. Now, mine is just my name, but sometimes people don't have their name. Sometimes it's not obvious, but you want to go and take a quick look into the search bar, type in the person's name, track them down and see what is their Twitter handle. So you would do a tweet and say, I'm listening to the GiftBid podcast with at Madeline Sklar, all one word, no spaces. And what will happen is I will get a notification. I will know that you're talking about me. And that is very powerful when you're tweeting. I see so many times people are tweeting and they're talking about people or they're talking about things and they're not properly doing a hashtag or the at symbol to tag the person. And then people don't know, you know, you're just kind of lost over in left field. So it's really important to understand the proper way to do a tweet and doing the at, we call it at mention. So at and then the, the username. And the hashtag are with Twitter chats. They're also a way to just add in a word or a phrase and sometimes is to grab attention for something and sometimes is to be cutesy. So an example, going back to Twitter tips again, you could actually, let's say you want to put up your own Twitter tip and you would say, you know, pound Twitter tip and then say your tip in the tweet. And so when people are doing a search with the hashtag, they will find your tweet that way. So so with GiftBiz, well, do you have you used GiftBiz as a hashtag? My Twitter name is for the GiftBiz Unwrapped is GiftBizGal is the hashtag GiftBizGal and the handle is also GiftBizGal. 
I'm using the same name for that. And I haven't done Gift Biz Unwrapped yet as a hashtag, but I probably should. Yeah. And what I always recommend playing around doing tweets with the hashtag. And if they're long, you have to watch the amount of space you're doing. But with a podcast, I think it's a great idea to have a hashtag connected to it. I think that's really important. So with my Twitter Smarter podcast, I'm always using the Twitter Smarter hashtag and connecting the two together. So when I'm doing the tweets, it brings it all together. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. So you're bringing it all together with both. Right. But you're limited with the amount of space and a hashtag is not always necessary. It depends. Like I use hashtags in my branding and that could be a whole topic of conversation right there is how to brand yourself on Twitter and how to use hashtags to do that. The summary right now, just for basics, is if you're going to do an at... Madeline Scalar, for example, what you're then doing, it's kind of like addressing the tweet to her, like addressing an envelope, really. And then the hashtag is more topic-based so that if someone can search for that particular topic and then any tweets on that wording will show up in the feed. Exactly. All right. So if someone were to think about getting started, are there three steps, just some guidelines, one, two, three, that you would put someone through if they are totally brand new? I want to start from the ground floor with this. Well, when you're brand new, the very, very first step is to have a really great Twitter profile. It's really, really important. I think when people first get on, they don't really look at this carefully. And I think they just rush in to go start tweeting. So what you want to do is you want to kind of slow it down and go through every part of your profile. And it starts with your square profile image. And I'm real big with branding. I say that whatever your branded image you're using on your website should be the branded image you use on all your social media. It all needs to be the same. You don't want your profile picture on Facebook for your business, not necessarily personal, but for your business to be different than the way you're going to brand yourself on Twitter and the way you're branding yourself on LinkedIn, the way you're branding yourself on YouTube. You really should have one profile image that's the same across the board. So whatever you're using elsewhere is what you want to use on Twitter. So it starts with that and having a really, really good bio. And your bio can be up to 160 characters. So you want to really think about what is the message that you want to say? What do you want to put out there? Now, I do a lot of things. So 160 characters is very challenging for me. And one of the things that I hate about that is that I'm a Hootsuite ambassador. And Hootsuite is a third-party app that's really great that I love using. And being an ambassador for them... I want to have that in my Twitter profile, but I had to kind of pick and choose what are the most important things that I want to say. And right now, I want to say that I host the Twitter Smarter Chat and the Twitter Smarter Podcast and that I'm the number three social media power influencer in Houston because that's a pretty big deal and it's gotten me a lot of attention and it's wordy. So all these things I want to put into my bio is very well thought out. And so you want to take the time to do this, but the thing is, you can always change it. You can always tweak it. When I was working on my podcast, but it wasn't launched yet, I had, you know, coming soon, Twitter Smarter Podcast. And then once I launched it, then I changed it to let people know it was launched. And then after it was out for a while, then I changed it and said, host of the Twitter Smarter Podcast. So you can always change and have it evolve. Can you change your handle too? 
Yes, you can change your handle, but I really recommend that you come up with the Twitter handle and the name that you're going to use and you stick with it. You don't want to be changing that up. You can change your bio, you can change your images. That's not an issue. But to me, the handle is part of your branding as well. So it's important to pick the right one and stick with it. Okay. And which side of the fence do you fall on for the photo? Do you go more for a personal image or a logo? Well, okay. So it really depends on the business. I'm a big fan of personal branding. And that's a topic that's been coming up for discussion a lot. As a matter of fact, my Twitter chat that's coming up very soon is going to be on personal branding. I was just on a blab about personal branding. That is a huge topic right now. It really is preference. If you're a business and you go create a Twitter, you put your logo on and then you go and create a personal Twitter with your name, but making it about your business. But the thing you have to keep in mind, that's two Twitters, that's double work. So you have to kind of think about how you want to put this together. How are you doing it, Sue? Well, my whole social media plan is up for review because I have the exact quandary that you're talking about. I have personal, the ribbon print company, and then the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast all three of them on every platform, except for Pinterest and YouTube, but I have three different accounts and it's not working well. Because you're right, it's all of that extra work. Part of the question was just, I was very curious about your answer for myself. I'm leaning towards a personal image somehow connected with the businesses. I'm not quite sure yet. I'm actually in conversations with some people to figure that out. So, but I think it's all part of what you're talking, you know, like you're saying, it's part of what is your whole strategy? How are you trying to present yourself to the world? Exactly. Now, if it's a big company, then that's different. You need to have a presence for the company on all the social media sites. And then, of course, have your own personal but use it in a business sense where, you know, you talk about business, you tweet about it, and that's a very common way to do it. Now, I'm a solopreneur, so I have made my name, Madeline Sklar, as my brand. But for what you're doing, I could totally see you being the face of that and just having the one account on Twitter. I think so. And I'm thinking about the range of listeners that we have here. If you are a service business, then for sure you can have your face because you're representing the services that you provide. Exactly. If you're a brick and mortar or online, then I guess you could go either way. Right. And here's the thing too. You can spend more time on your personal, doing the personal branding for the business and have your business Twitter and maintain it, but you don't necessarily have to maintain it 24-7. You know what I'm saying? So like, here would be an example. If I had a client that came to me with that, and let's say that brick and mortar. So it's something where they need to have an individual Twitter because they need that identification. Then I would go and set up that Twitter and I would tweet regularly, but I would use a service like Buffer or Hootsuite to schedule. So you could literally just spend a short amount of time every day or maybe just a couple of times a week and go and schedule out the information you're going to be pushing out, the things that are on sale this week, new products that are in the store. You don't have to tweet everything out at once. We don't ever recommend that because all you're doing is clogging up your Twitter stream with one tweet after another after another. 
So instead, you take all the things you have on sale, all the new products, all the things you want to promote and use Hootsuite or use Buffer and just schedule it out over the course of the day or the week or however you want to do it. And then go focus more of your time and energy on your personal profile because that's, you know, you use it as the face of the company. Because let me give you another scenario here. If you get on a Twitter chat, which I highly recommend for everybody, whether you're new to Twitter or not, Twitter chats are hands down the best way to connect with people, to build amazing relationships, to build your followers, to be part of a community or a tribe. Twitter chats are amazing for that. But when you're on a Twitter chat, I think personally, it's much better to be on there as the person versus the company. Because when you're on there as the company, people see the logo, it's harder to identify that that's a person they're talking to. When they see a photo of you and you're doing the tweets from your personal profile, it's so much easier to identify and connect. I absolutely agree with you there. That's why I'm relooking at everything because I was using my logo for everything and now I'm switching it back. But let's real quickly, just so we keep our listeners with us, define what a Twitter chat is and how it's used. So a Twitter chat is usually an hour long. It's a chat right on Twitter and it revolves around a hashtag. I'll use mine as an example. So mine is called Twitter Smarter. That's the hashtag. Twitter Smarter is one word. And every Thursday at one o'clock Eastern, basically, I am on Twitter and I'm going to tweet using that hashtag. And if anybody wants to join me, they come join me during that hour and they also need to use the hashtag because if somebody tweets me, I'm just looking at the hashtag. I'm not looking at anything else. And so when somebody's new at Twitter and they're still learning, I find that many times they'll come on a Twitter chat and forget that they have to put the hashtag in. So I recommend using tweetchat.com. And when you use tweetchat.com, you put in the hashtag and you just it's just a free website. And you can just watch the Twitter chat unfold right on the page. Once you put the hashtag in, it all unfolds. And if you want to participate, there's a box at the top and you just type in your tweets. It will automatically put the hashtag in for you. So it's great for newbies because you don't have to remember to do that every time. And you can be part of the conversation. And what I've found with Twitter chats, there are several great benefits to this. Number one, learning. Most Twitter chats are... A Q&A. So many times they'll have a guest on and have a Q&A session. So you can learn a lot from the guest. And also many times, even if there's a guest, you have other people answering the questions as well that are experts. And so you can get a lot of opinions and learn lots of new things with whatever the topic is. So the topic I have coming up next is on personal branding. So if you are interested and wanting to learn more about that topic, then this particular chat would be really great for you. You can just be a lurker. We get lots of lurkers. And basically, that's someone who's just watching. They're not participating. They're just there to watch and learn. Now, the only thing I always say to that is at least come in and say hi and introduce yourself. Because if you don't do that, we don't know you're there. And most chats, I'd actually say every chat that I've ever been on, every Twitter chat, people are very friendly. It's always a friendly environment. So if you come on and say hi, you're going to make new friends. And that's what this is all about is making the connections. So Twitter chats are just such a great way to connect, to learn and to share. 
I think that's true. I've gone to a couple of Twitter chats and I've introduced myself, so I followed what you're suggesting. But then I just sit back and watch how people communicate with each other. And it really helped me understand the communication flow much better. So I would recommend that to any listeners who are interested in seeing and getting a little more comfortable with how to tweet. It really is very helpful. And I have used tweet chat as well. It's so much easier. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And and you're making such a good point. When people are new to Twitter, I always say, come over to a Twitter chat is the quickest way to learn how to use Twitter. Because just like what you said, Sue, you see what the flow is, you see how it all works. And I think it makes more sense. Now, some chats go very fast. And when they're going very fast, it can be very overwhelming. Sometimes it's better to find a chat that's maybe not as popular and a little bit slower so that you can really watch what's going on. I was on a chat last night is called Influencer Chat. It is wonderful. It's put on by some amazing ladies, Antran, Rebecca Radis, and Diana Adams. And these are three powerhouse women in social media. Their Twitter chat is so popular that it is probably like 10 tweets a second, you know, is just boom, boom, boom on the page. And I can hardly keep up. And that says a lot. But they're still, even the ones that are really fast, they can be very intimidating, but you can still just find things here and there. Even though it's going fast, you can still see some tweets that are helpful. Great information, Madeline. I appreciate it. So let's circle back now. We were talking about three steps that someone should take. And so the first one you said was the Twitter profile and bio. I'm just going to add in that the second one would be to attend a Twitter chat and see what things are about and observe, announce that you're there and then just sit back and observe and see how it all unfolds. And then what would be a third step? A third step, and I think this is important to do early on, is to start using Twitter lists. And so let me explain Twitter lists. You know, you get on Twitter and you start following people and then, you know, you hope people follow back. A lot of people don't follow back. So when you go follow the rock stars and the big motivational speakers and the best-selling authors, they're not going to always follow back. So sometimes it's pointless to follow them. A better way to go about it is to put them in a Twitter list. A Twitter list is a great way to be organized. Let me kind of explain how I've been doing Twitter all these years. Now, when Twitter first came out and I first got on it, back then it was very common for you to reciprocate. So if somebody followed me, then I would typically follow back. I have pretty much stuck to that all these years. And because of that, I follow a lot of people. Right now I have 35,000 followers, which is a lot. I follow back 31,000, which is crazy. So if I click on the home page and it shows my feed with 31,000 people I'm following, it's going to be insane. It's going to be so hard to wade through and find all the good stuff. So this is where Twitter lists can be incredibly important. And it's great to start early on because if you start this early on, it makes it so much easier than to go back later and try to do it. So what you do is, let's say you love motivational speakers and coaches, and you want to just have a way to see what are they saying. You can go over to all of their Twitter pages, go look them all up, go in the search box, type in all their names. And when you get to their page, what you want to do is you want to add them to a list. And so on the page, there's a little gear icon and you click on it and it has a variety of things, but one of it says add or remove from lists. So 
You could go and add them. You can call your list, anything you want. So I have one called Motivational for all the cool motivational quotes. I always like to post motivational quotes. So I have a list. I call it that. I have it private. You can have it public or private. Private would be if it's just for your eyes only, something that's more personal. Public would be anyone could see it. Meaning anyone could see the lists that you create. Anyone could see the list on like when they're on your profile. I mean, they could actually subscribe. And that could be great if you're trying to curate a great list. So if you like motivational speakers and you start putting together this amazing list, it could be beneficial to make it public. So if you were on my Twitter page right now, there's a link that says list and you click on that and then you can see all the ones that I have set to public. And the benefit of that is that I can curate some really great lists. If I'm a big fan of motivational speakers, I could create an amazing list that other people can see and get value from and they can go and subscribe to it. And that can be really powerful. Another reason to have a list as public is I have one that I call social media smarties. And what I did is I created this really great list of all the cool social media people that I find. And by calling it something kind of cool, kind of fun, when it's public and you add someone to it, they're going to get a notification. It's kind of cool to know that when I add somebody new to my social media Smarties list, they're going to get that notification that says, Madeline Sklar added you to social media Smarties. So there's some cool benefits to that as well when you're trying to get the attention of people on Twitter. Oh, that's a good way to use lists. Kind of an indirect way. Yes, but I have a lot of them that are private because I may want to keep tabs on competitors. I may want to keep tabs on people in my industry just for my eyes only and not necessarily have people lurking around and seeing, you know, what is Madeline looking at with her list? What is she creating? And and then wondering why you have that ability. Now, whenever you go and create a new list is set and defaulted to be public. So keep that in mind. If you're going to go create a list and you know you want it to be private, be sure to click on it to be private. And then let's say you have all these lists and then you can click just in the list and then you'll only see the tweets from people in the list. That's how you unmuddy the whole feed. And that's what makes it so great because you can just hone in on very specific tweets from very specific, like how, depending on how you organize these lists. And that's why I think it's great to do it early on. You know, think of how you want to organize them. You can always add more lists. You can always delete lists. You can add people from them. You can take them off the list. You have a lot of flexibility, but it allows you to stay very organized. And if you just want to hone in today on what's being said on one particular list, you can just go through and see all the tweets from all the people you're following on that one list. Make some sense of everything in that manner. It really does. All right. So just to summarize, Madeline's three tips then for a beginner is number one, set your Twitter profile. Have a good picture, either your business or yourself, depending on what your strategy is. And then set a really nice bio. Be really careful with the words. You only get 160 characters. Make them specific and strong based on what your presence is on the platform. Number two is attend a Twitter chat. Use tweetchat.com and enter in a hashtag of a Twitter chat. I think you can even search there for chats that you might be interested in. 
best mode in terms of following manners would be to introduce yourself and then just sit back and listen and see what happens in a Twitter chat. You can learn so much that way. And then the third is as you're starting to follow people, separate them into Twitter lists early on because that way you can go in and just take a fraction of all your followers and see what they're doing versus looking at a feed with everything from everything, which can get very confusing and overwhelming. You summarized that so well. I just want to mention a couple little things to go with each one. On a bio, a lot of people don't realize this. You could put a hashtag in there. You can put at and another profile. So because I'm the founder of Go Girls Music and I have a Twitter for that, I actually have that in my bio, founder at Go Girls Music. So it's really nice that you have some flexibility to put a hashtag in your bio if it's appropriate, put a link to another profile in there. You can even put a link to a web page in there. I have a bit.ly link that goes to my podcast right from my Twitter bio. Fabulous information. Is there anything else based on the summary? And so, okay, so we got that. We talked about the, um, with the Twitter chats, you know, definitely tweet. I really recommend that, that, you know, you get on there and do just like what you said, just listen to what's being said, but definitely jump into the conversation because the more you're in there and also become a regular, if you find a chat you really like, it's so funny. I, I, I forgot who it was. I think it was Brian Fanzo in, in one of my podcast episodes that said you become, it's kind of like cheers where everybody knows your name. And it's really true. You find a Twitter chat that resonates with you. You start become a regular and everybody gets to know you. And the biggest question people ask me with, well, how do I find Twitter chats? Just go to Google and type in Twitter chats, look for ones in your industry, you'll find them. And if you don't see anybody doing one in your industry, go start one. Go be the trailblazer and start one yourself. Love that. Okay. And anything else you want to add to lists or are we good? I think we covered lists really well. All right. Well, we're going to move now into the reflection section. This is where we take little snippets of you, Madeline, and see what makes you tick and what makes you work efficiently. What is one natural trait that you have that has helped you to succeed? I just have really good leadership qualities. I've been running online communities for 19 years, and I just seem to do that very, very well. People tend to listen to me. And many times with communities, it has to do with the leadership. And I just think that's a really strong quality of mine. And what tool do you use regularly to keep you productive or to help you keep balance in your life? If I had to name one, you know, I'm a tools person, so I have many. But if I had to name one, it would be Evernote because they say Evernote is like a file cabinet for your brain. And it's so true. There's so much that I have in my Evernote to help keep me organized. I would underscore that totally. I was just with Steve Dotto last week, and he does a great training class on Evernote. And boy, is that a powerful tool. I totally agree with you. And what book have you read lately, Madeline, that you think our listeners could find value in? Well, there's a book that's been life-changing for me. I heard somebody on your podcast mention it before. I reread it from time to time, and I'm rereading it right now, and it's Jack Canfield's Success Principles. This is hands down the best book if you are a business owner, a solopreneur like myself, small business, whatever it is you're doing in business, you will find great value in this book. And he just celebrated the 10-year anniversary of it. I read it when it first came out. It takes a little while to read, but it was life-changing for me and my business. Well, Gift Biz listeners, just as you're listening to the podcast today, you can listen to audiobooks with ease. I've teamed up with Audible for you to be able to get an audiobook 
just like success principles that Madeline is recommending, and you can get it for free. All you need to do is go to giftbizbook.com and make a selection. All right, Madeline, I am winding down here a little bit, and I'd like to present you with a virtual gift. It's a magical box containing unlimited possibilities for your future. This is your dream or goal of almost unreachable heights that you would wish to obtain. Please accept this gift and open it in our presence. What is inside? Oh my gosh, I would just love to have more hours in the day. Could this box give me like a few more hours in my day? Yeah, it's magical. You can have anything you want. I would love that because you know how we all say, oh, if we just had more time or more money, I would so love to, as a solopreneur, there's never enough hours in the day. I would just love just one more hour in my day would be so magical. And what would you do with that extra hour? Oh my goodness. I would probably use it towards my podcasting because I love to podcast and I just don't have enough hours in the day to do it. Sounds great. And I have to say to everybody, you really should go over and listen to Madeline's podcast. It's called the Twitter Smarter Podcast. It's on iTunes. And obviously, since you're listening to us right now, you know how to get on and listen. But I'm going to warn everybody, you might get into the car like I did and never come home for a couple of days because you'll listen to all the podcast. I just love that you found that so helpful. I love your story, Sue, when you contacted me and told me that you listened to all my episodes while driving in the car. That is so validating for me. I mean, I knew people would really like this because there's really nobody out there just sharing Twitter tips in a podcast. And I'm so surprised. I've been wanting to do this for the past two years, but I knew that it would take time to do. I've done podcasts before. I know how incredibly time consuming it is. So I just was waiting for the right time. And I launched this on June 1st. And it's been a wonderful thing. And it just pleases me to know that you've gotten a lot out of it. I've gotten a lot out of it. And, and you know, it's you're right. It's crazy that no one had claimed that space yet. Kudos to you for doing that because it's really needed and what you're bringing over is very powerful. Thank you. And you've been very generous with your podcast and I know you are also going to be very generous. You have something to offer to our listeners today. I do. All of this with Twitter Smarter, I started branding this several years ago because I would go to conferences and events. I'm very inquisitive. I'm always asking questions and in asking with social media, I just found that Twitter was the thing that people didn't really understand. So I made a mission to start teaching it. So I have this really great course. It's called Twitter Smarter. It's kind of interesting how everything I do, Sue, is, is revolving around the, my Twitter Smarter branding I've done. So I have this course. It's great for beginners and for people using Twitter, but would like to learn more. And so you can get this course at twittersmarterclass.com. And what I'm going to do for, for you, Sue, and the listeners, I'm going to give you a coupon code that will knock the price down. It's currently $197, and I want to knock it down to 175 just for your listeners. So if they use the coupon code GIFTBIZ, that will give them the discount. Thank you, Madeline. That's very generous of you. And there's more. <laughs> I have a free version of the course and I want to offer this free version for everybody. All you have to do is go over to my website, madelinesklar.com and do slash free course. But I also put together a bit.ly link just to make it a little bit easier too. So you can just go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash T-W-S free. 
So either link will get you there, but really what it is, it's an abbreviated version of the paid course. It's four modules, this course. And so in the free version, I give you about 20 minutes of each video at no cost. So you can see what I'm teaching. You can see my teaching style and get a feel for what the course is all about and learn a lot in the process. Wow, that's fabulous. So all of us gift biz listeners ought to go over and start going through that free version of the course, get a feel for it. And if you are anxious for more and you see the value in all that Twitter can bring, you definitely want to use Madeline Scalar as your teacher, both in the podcast and the course. Now, this is going to be like a really obvious question, Madeline, but how can our listeners get in touch with you? Well, I think the best way is obviously Twitter. So I can be reached at Madeline Sklar on Twitter. And I love for people to connect with me on there. So if you send me a tweet, I will definitely respond. I would love for people to let me know that you heard about me through this podcast. And you can also reach me through my website, MadelineSklar.com. Wonderful. And why don't you give a shout out one more time of your tweet chat details? So the tweet chat is uh, Twitter Smarter. It's the hashtag Twitter Smarter. No spaces. It's all one word. It's every Thursday at 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Pacific. And I always have guests on each week. We do a Q&A. Most of the guests are from my podcast. So it's a lot of fun. It's a great way to connect with really cool people. They're all very, very friendly. It's always a good time. Well, then it's definitely the good one to test out for as a first tweet chat for anybody here. I think so. And, you know, anybody that comes on from this podcast, definitely say hi. If you come on to the Twitter chat, let me know that you're there. And Gift Biz listeners, as you know, you did not have to be capturing all of this information right as we're talking in case you're out in the car or walking your dog. If you go to giftbizunwrapped.com, you'll see the show notes page and we've got all the information that Madeline's been sharing with us on that page. Madeline, thank you so much for all the valuable information that you've shared with us. Your journey, everything about Twitter, our first three startup steps, which are really, really strong ones. I'm so thrilled with that. And all of the insights that you've given us about this very powerful platform. And Madeline, may your candle always burn bright. Thank you, Sue. Thanks for having me. Learn how to work smarter while developing and growing your business. Download our guide called 25 Free Tools to Enhance Your Business and Life. It's our gift to you and available at giftbizunwrap.com slash tools. Thanks for listening and be sure to join us for the next episode. Would you like to be on the show? Or do you know someone who can provide valuable insight from their experiences? If so, we'd love to hear from you. All you need to do is submit a form for consideration. You can access the form at giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash guest. That's giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash G-U-E-S-T. Today's show is sponsored by the Ribbon Print Company. Looking for a new income source for your gift business? Customization is more popular now than ever. Brand your products with your logo or print a happy birthday Jessica ribbon to add to a gift right at checkout. It's all done right in your shop or craft studio in seconds. Check out the ribbonprintcompany.com for more information.